You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. With me always, my good friends, Jay from the hills of Texas. And Mike, a.k.a. Mike in Texas. <laughs> well, we thought you were going to change it up there for a little bit. <laughs> Forgot where you were. <laughs> well, uh, how goes it? Everybody doing good? Do you have a good day of, or a good week of flying? Oh, I went flying. No flying for me. Now I understand it. Is the weather not good for you guys? The weather's fine for me. I don't know about Jay. I thought the weather was cold for Jay. No, timing's timing's just bad for me. I just stuff keeps coming up for me. So I I, I get oh. to look out the window at the beautiful day, and then yeah. I get a text from AK Mike going, "What a wonderful day flying." <laughs> my fingers are so tired. That's, that's usually what it is. Look at my blisters on my thumbs. That's from a- Arizona Mike. You said AK Mike. Are you flying too? It- yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He's been. Oh, you've been stuff. flying too, huh? Did you go out to your? Yeah. Uh, did you go out to your club and fly? Oh yeah. Very oh nice. yeah, went out to our field. Yeah, I did, yeah. and uh, you know it's pretty busy too. And um, uh, folks had you know gassers and electric. We have a mixed club there. It was a beautiful day, and it was a little breezy, but not too bad. Generally, it was wow, it was really fantastic. great weather. Well, this complain. past weekend was the uh, winter warbirds for me, so we got to go out and watch a bunch of. Warbird type nice. airplanes flying. Everything from a little EDF uh, F-16. There was a whole gaggle of those out there all the way to the big, big super Reno racer type P-51 looking things. That was cool. I'll have to post a, a picture on our yeah. our new Facebook group uh, that we created for all of our listeners. Uh, so I'll post something on that. But it sounded fantastic. It had this really uh, nice European motor in it. I think they call it a coal or something like that and uh yeah my wife basically told me i couldn't be friends with spencer anymore when he said he wanted the motor because the motor's like sixty eight hundred dollars <laughs> just for the motor <laughs> my wife's like that's it you're out Gee, you know <laughs> so spencer, yeah, i don't want to hear spencer her complain laugh. about me anymore about my antics i know right she was well uh speaking of that we we did create park fire podcast listeners page it's a group uh, on facebook so now if you're a listener, we'd love for you to go on to, uh, if you're a Facebook user and a listener, we'd like for you to go on and search for the Park Flyer Podcast listeners group and join. And then uh, we can hear from our listeners and, you know, kind of be uh, be interactive with all you guys. Does anybody use Facebook? What's that? I do, I do occasionally. Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I, uh, I, I see my friends on Facebook. I mean, I use it on occasionally. That's a that's a joke. That's a joke, Mike. Oh. I'm a curmudgeon. I don't use Facebook, but I I know lots of. Other, I think a few people yeah, use it. I think it. a few people a few, use it. Few million. I mean, you know, if if you <laughs> yeah, if you look at if you yeah, look at the numbers, at the, yeah. I think it's, it's just a few. a few people. There's like four billion users or something stupid. I'm gonna go with it's a fad for now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'll blow over in two weeks. It'll blow yeah, over. It, yeah. It'll blow it's, over eventually. It's short-lived. Yeah. It's like the Betamax. Yeah, <laughs> the exactly. Laser disc. Exactly. And that VHS thing will never take off. I mean, where are cassette tapes now? That's what I want to ask you. That's right. Eight-track. Yeah. You know, if I want to date myself, yeah. it'll look exactly. like eight-track. Wow. Exactly. 
45. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, we're excited. We're excited about the the page. So um, you can search for it and please join it, and then we can uh, kind of interact. Helps us out. Also, uh, you know, jump on to we are on iTunes. So uh, if you listen or subscribe through iTunes, jump on there and give us a star rating uh, and a review. It helps us move up in our uh, our rankings. I think we're on Spotify and Google Plus. So yeah, if you listen. Make sure you jump in there and give us a rating, and that'll help us out as well. Speaking of listeners, we had uh, a visit from one of our listeners. Um, he flew in for a conference, Philip Hinkle. Uh, he's from up in Wisconsin, and he was able to uh, fly down to Phoenix. He contacted me and said, hey, man, I got a day, and I'd love to come fly. So we did. Well, was he all, like, super like pasty and white like AK Mike was when he came from Alaska because he, he isn't the, you know up there in Wisconsin. This is Wisconsin true. He whatever, was bundled so. up though. I mean, he had a great shirt on. Uh, I'll let him tell you what it says later, but uh, he had a big RC shirt on. He was so excited to come down and uh, I went by and swung by and picked him up and uh, we spent the day together. It was really, really fun. The, I've, I've later, literally spent the last three days at the flying field flying. So I have blisters on my thumbs as oh, well. Poor it's you. Been, uh, yeah. Oh man, you guys suck. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to uh, to what he has to say about you know uh, how he got into the hobby and you know all, sort of his you know journey through. Yeah. And I'm really interested to hear well, what he, he has to uh, say. He's got a pretty funny story, so uh, I'll let him uh, let him explain it. But yeah, I think uh, I pretty much took a lot of the airplanes out, loaded up my trailer, not everything that I had, but a lot of the good stuff. The gasser was still having problems. That was kind of out. I, I wanted to fly it. I did fly it this weekend. Uh, we flew a great flight with it. it. It flew beautifully. And then we went back up. I was going to have one of the professional dudes that flies on a world level scale. He he flew it. And uh, right in the middle of the flight, the uh, engine quit. <laughs> blah, 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 <laughs> and he did a dead stick it in. <laughs> so I, I was like, I was like, just recycle the throttle, you know, because I'm an electric guy. Just. Put it back. The ESC will come back on. He bump just it, laughed. Bump it. Bump it. Exactly. But it, it was good. So I know you're going to get started here, Mike, here pretty quick with uh, mm. uh, talking with Philip and stuff. So, But before you okay. do that, I want to throw out two things. The first one was I saw my first 3D printed airplane. Oh, cool. I saw a couple of YouTube videos about that. Like, was this pretty big, small, or how, how big was it? Well, the the 3D printed airplane is about a 42 inch uh, wingspan plane. It took a four cell uh, 2200, and I don't know what the motor was, but you know, it was something that was driven by a four cell uh, 2200. It was just pretty cool. So I don't want to talk too much about that now. I want to go get go to Philip. The other thing I want to tell you is the thing that I've been talking about that the club is doing is gonna i'll be able to tell you the middle of february Ooh, big reveal yeah so as soon as the middle of february hits we'll be able to tell you what's <laughs> going on with the club and uh i think it's a pretty cool stuff yeah. actually so actually uh you're coming down for the electric festival You'll, you guys will be here um in february so maybe we can chat about it then yeah i mean that's a good idea and uh we'll we'll definitely um talk about that what's going to happen and so we can uh yeah very yeah. cool well we're I'm getting excited. excited about it so yeah the electric festival is uh february 8th 9th and 10th it's in uh, mesa arizona i think shannon uh, gallagher is the cd again this year it's their 15th year uh doing this so they're pretty excited we're pretty excited 
Uh, we've got, uh, you know, guys that are going to be out there. I think some of our listeners are coming out as well. If you're out at the Electric Festival, if you're a listener, please stop by and say hello. We'd love to talk to you. Well, love to see what you have as well. So it's kind of uh, the end of uh, or the first part of February begging, I guess. <laughs> I felt like I'm begging everybody. Hey, do this, do this. I'm not telling you what to do, but please go out there and have a good time. <laughs> please. Isn't February like the month yes. of love? Shouldn't they shouldn't they show us? Yes, love? that's a good way to put it, Mike. Show the Park Flyer podcast some love. Give us a star rating. Give us a review. Join our Facebook listeners page, our group. Sorry, I keep saying page, but it's a group. That way we can uh, be more interactive. So, yeah, love us a lot. <laughs> yeah, you got to remember, you know, we're trying to help them, you know, by listening to us. So Help, help me help exactly. you. Is that what we're saying? Exactly. Help me. Help you. Help exactly. you. That's what I'm just like the government. <laughs> we're here to help. <laughs> yes, we are. It seems that when Phil came down for this uh, for this trip, this almost sounds like this was a pre-shakedown of all your models before the festival. Uh, it was, actually. I have models that haven't flown, you know, for quite some time. Since the last festival? <laughs> Since the last festival. Uh, I have so many, and, you know, I've gotten some new ones, and I'm flying the newer ones now, uh, trying to dial those in. Uh, I have a stable of EDFs because I'm trying to get more EDF time under my belt because of what's coming, you know, this summer. Some of the foamies and stuff, you know, since Jay made the announcement that all of our listeners could come to Phoenix and I'd let them fly my entire stable of airplanes, <laughs> I had to get some of the foamies, <laughs> foamies out. Philip told me ahead of time that he'd love to fly, and it didn't really matter to him, he, you know, if he got to or not. But I know that if I go somewhere and somebody hands me the controls, I'm always worried about, you know, schwacking it doing something to the airplane. Yeah. I don't want something to happen. So I didn't want Philip to feel, you know, like he couldn't have a good time or, you know, fly or whatever. So I drug a bunch of airplanes out that honestly, if something was to happen to him, I wasn't going to cry over it, but I wanted him to be able to have fun. You know, I drug some stuff out. Unfortunately, I had to get a bunch of batteries out and charge a bunch of those things. And uh, anyway, I'll let him tell the story. We had a good time and He's, he's ready to tell oh, us. Cool. So. so you didn't show up with like one of those cubes and say, hey, Philip, let me see a card. And here's a cube for you. Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. Just swipe no. it. <laughs> go ahead. You can go fly it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I didn't do <laughs> okay, any of that. Okay, great. This is Tom, Dick, and Harry. You should know these boys, for they are typical of all the Tom, Dicks, and Harrys of 17. Together, they are symbolical of one boy, the American youth. The lad you have seen flying one of these incredible planes in the early morning hours when the wind is down, perhaps he's that boy you have seen so often huddled over a littered workbench in your own garage. He is the American youth, our strength and our hope holding in his capable hands the future of the greatest nation that ever lived. And don't let his casual chatter mislead you, for his thoughts are deeply serious and he dreams of a bright tomorrow, of his new world in the sky. Listen. Well, Philip, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. How are you today? 
I am very good. It's very cold where I live, and it's very <laughs> warm here, so I am not complaining. Well, that's good. Well, Philip and I are um, going to go fly today, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into RC, and give us kind of some history about uh, how you hooked up with our podcast. Well, there's a fun little story. First, I'll say i got to do a shout-out and throw down a name. Um, I found your podcast because I'm a regular listener I was a regular listener of the Angle of Attack podcast. I just like RC podcasts. And, sure. Um, a friend that I had met when I went to visit family in, believe it or not, Holly Springs. <laughs> um, I met him at the flying field that day, and uh, we flew together a little bit. And he told me about the Podflyer podcast, and so I started checking it out. The first couple I listened to, I was like, yeah, I'm okay with it. And the more I listened, the more I started enjoying it. So um, good. I've been a good... That. Yep, his name was Nicholas Turner. I don't know that I met Doug Leroy. Yeah. But I did meet Nicholas. He's like one of the uh, leaders in the club there as well. Uh, so I've actually flown at their real field, not the one where they have their big festival, but I have flown at their field. It's a nice little place. If you guys get down there, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I think we're slotted to go down, uh, or at least some of us are slotted to go down for their big Holly Holly Fest. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Nick Turner is uh, actually, we've we've got to get him on the podcast, too. He does some pretty cool stuff with some quads, I think. Yeah, he does a lot of reviews and things mm-hmm. like that. And um, I used to work for a company called Prodrenaline that made software to stabilize action cameras. He was one of my team pilots, so we've built up a good friendship. And I think he had emailed you guys a year or two ago when mm-hmm. you were first starting out about maybe doing an episode on um, flying with cameras and how to get yep. better footage. And, you know, if you guys ever go down that road, I'd be glad to join you and help you out with that because yeah. I've done – that's the reason I got into the RC hobby about 10 or 12 years ago. But my story actually goes way back to the early 80s or back to my childhood. I was the control line guy in the neighborhood. Anybody that got a plane, nobody could ever make it run. Right. But I knew how. <laughs> And I was the only one that could actually fly one on a full tank of gas without destroying it. Nice. So they would bring me their little crappy testers, plastic planes over. They had about a 12-foot wingspan. Sure. And I would actually get them running. The testers never ran like crap. I don't think they had any compression in them. (laughs) I always had a cox, and I built a balsa wood. I think it was the Little Wizard. Loved that plane. I destroyed that thing so many times and glued it back together. <laughs> so I've always loved this RC thing. Been fascinated by it even when I was doing control line. I just didn't have the money for it. Right. So when I got married, I was living in Miami at the time in Fort Lauderdale. And one year I said, I want an RC plane. So I'd, I'd started going to the hobby shop, just kind of scoping it out, finding what I could tell my wife to get me for Christmas. And they, they recommended this big glider. I think it was the Gentle Lady. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But it was a high-start glider, and they recommended a radio. So I had all this stuff laid out, and I told my wife, this is what I want. Right around that time is when that Christmas movie came out, A Christmas Story, the little right, kid that wants right. the BB gun. That's yeah. my wife's favorite movie. <laughs> we, saw it, we saw it on opening day in the theater, and it was the funniest movie we ever saw. People laughed the whole time yeah. during the movie. And as soon as I told her I wanted a plane, she said, you'll put your eye out. That's funny. You'll put your eye out. It's like, oh, don't go there. <laughs> and she kept telling me, you'll put your eye out. And mm. she had me fully believing there was no way on God's green earth she was going to buy this plane for me. And I said, well, fine, if you don't, I will go buy it after Christmas myself. I'm going to get that plane. Mm. And so, like, I'd call all the time, and I'd ask the guys. And so one day, I'd, I never put the pieces together. One day I called, and the plane was gone. Oh, no. Well, come Christmas, 
she put it under the tree, wrapped it, and all these, you know, wrapped the. I got like I think it was an Airtronic six-channel radio. It was a really nice radio in its day, mm-hmm. and so I could grow. And the plane was in a box, and then the high start was in a box. And I had told her, I said, "Well, if I can't have the plane, I'd really like, like a nice camera setup, you know, tripod, bag, a right. DSL, right. an SLR camera kind of thing." And so I see these presents under the tree. I said, "Yep, there's the camera bag, there's the tripod, and there's the camera." <laughs> So come Christmas Day, I go to open my present, and I open the first thing I open is the high start. And she said, your face just lit up. Yeah. Because I knew then what everything was. I was just like a kid in a candy store, just ripping like, you know, and I'm 20-something years old, and I'm just ripping like I was a five-year-old. So I got this plane. I spent three months building this thing, buying a hot the iron to, for the monocoat, buying the monocoat, taking it into the hobby shop so the guy could tell me how to make it right. And it was took me three months to build this plane. I still have a picture of it in my desk drawer at work wow. with my 80s haircut when I had hair. <laughs> so I go out and I try and fly it a little bit myself. Didn't really know what I was doing. Hooked it up to a high start, folded the wings up and went home and fixed it and repaired it. Finally, somebody told me, go to the club down here and f- get somebody there to help you fly it. So I go down there one day and it was a little too windy. and But one guy managed to get it up a little bit. And then I go back another time. He says, you know, you just you need some power. And they said, well, you can put an 049 on here, the direction said. So I said, well, I got a million 049s laying around right. from when I was a kid. So I threw one of those on there so I wouldn't have to worry about the high start. Go back to the field, and here's this dot dude there, an older guy with a quarter-scale biplane that was just cool as all. <laughs> and he could fly the thing, the wings off of that plane. Right. And I went up to him and told him who I was and... And he says, are you in the AMA? You know, you got to have insurance, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, after talking to him a little bit, he said, see this? I got my eye put out by a plane. I said, no freaking way. So I went home and told my wife. I said, yeah, I met a guy who was going to teach me to fly. He had his eye put out by a plane. She goes, see, I told you. Yep. <laughs> so That's awesome. I never, and then the guy takes my plane off, flies it into the wind, flies it like a quarter scale. It was a glider, and he just kept drifting downwind, 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 and oh. crashed in tomato patch, and I never found it. No. I hated that guy. Yeah. So he gave me like a .25 engine or something. So if you ever find it again, put this on there, and you won't have any problems. Like, screw that. Yeah. A little late now, right? <laughs> so I ended up, I said, well, I love RC, so I went to the hobby store and bought a used four-wheel drive, four-wheel steering nitro car. And drove that for a little bit and realized that every time I f- drove it in the dirt on a baseball field, as much fun as it was, I had to go home and put a new piston in it because right. the air cleaner didn't work. And so I sold that when I traded it in and got a quarter-scale gas car, wow. like a sprint car, and had that until I moved up to Wisconsin. So huh. um, then I just sold that one time to a lady that I worked with and just walked away from the hobby and said, you know, I just... I got other things. I'd gotten my wife into fishing, so we went fishing all the time. And we were we family camp up here had a campground that we had a camper at, so we were always there. And so the hobby just died. And then a few years ago, when I was in business for myself as a professional videographer, a friend of mine, we decided to start up a company um, doing corporate video and you know video projects around Madison. And he knew I liked RC, and I had flown some. And I'd been flying an air hog around my house. And he had a little bit of money stashed aside, so we decided we were going to go out and become the first company in the Madison, Wisconsin area to offer aerial videography with an RC plane. Right. And so we ended up finding a guy 
down in southern Illinois that uh, built turnkey systems. And when he found out we didn't really know how to fly, he sold us. My poor friend, he bankrolled the whole thing. Wow. Um, it was very expensive. A huge uh, flying-powered parachute with a camera gimbal, two dual radio, one for the parachute and one for the camera. So it was a two-person deal to fly it. It mm-hmm. would carry a DSLR, had gas struts on it for stabilization. Prop was 18 inches, wow. and it had this huge E-flight motor about the size of a vegetable can. <laughs> I think it ran on 10S or something. It was massive. Holy smokes. It was big. We never got it off the ground. Really? All it did was crash and break a $150 servo. <laughs> so uh, in the process of repairing it one day in my living room after we had destroyed it, um, I was new, didn't know what I was doing, and I powered up while the radio was on. And I literally, I cut a quarter inch of my finger off. You can see I'm I'm short a finger and have no feeling in it. (laughs) Oh, no. And somebody told me, oh, you need to call this guy in your town. He's like the guy from our club that teaches people to fly. And so I called him up and told him what was going on. He couldn't even get this thing off the ground. Huh. And, it's like um, a paraglider? It's a powered paramotor okay. with a with a cage yeah. underneath. Right. And there's a special, it's completely different than flying a plane. I guess what sure. you're supposed to do is you get a tiny little bit of wind, you get the sail to stand up, and you gun it full blast right. to pop the sail up, right. and then it will fly. But if you don't get that sail straight up, it becomes a parachute and drags you down. Right. And that's what was happening to us. We just couldn't get it right. Hmm. So my friend said, you need to learn to fly a plane. So he gave me this really old little balsa and foam dragonfly, I think it was called, little two-cell electric plane. And um, I had gotten a flight simulator trying to learn. He took me out a couple of times. We didn't have the stuff to buddy box, but he took it up and flew around a little bit and said, here, try it. And so I had done simulator with a little bit on plane. So by the end of the day, I was flying figure eights around the field. Says you're doing really good, but I was scared to land. And yeah. So a couple of times later, um, I bought the plane from him, and a couple of trips out to the field later, I'm taking off and landing by myself. And as soon as I could do it, I had a little crappy digital camera. I rubber banded that thing on the bottom and started flying around with a camera. Oh, very and nice. And so that was the start of the endless money pit of RC. <laughs> It is a money pit. And that was probably 12, <laughs> 12, 13 years ago, I think. So. Wow. That's my story how I got here. It's crazy. Yeah. I met a guy that put his eye out, and I cut a finger off. So. Yeah, and that's just in the first part, right? So you've got <laughs> plenty more to figure out. Yeah, how to do. Uh, one of the next things I did once I really learned to fly was I um, was on the RC Group's forums in the aerial photography video, and mm-hmm. there was a guy there. His name nickname was Power. Mike Evans was his real name, and um, he was designing these amazing beaded foam planes that could carry a pound camera around, and they were three-channel with dihedral and super easy, super simple, mm-hmm. super stable, and I ended up getting to buy one of his prototypes. We drove to Minnesota and picked it up, and I just recently sold that to the guy that taught me to fly so him and his son could learn FPV. Oh, look at that. And that was a great plane, but it was so big, I had to buy a car that it would fit in because it had an 80-inch wing on <laughs> right. it. So every time I bought a car, I had to measure where I could put the wing and make sure it would fit. So it was a beautiful flying plane. And yeah. literally, even carrying a pound camera, it would fly just above walking speed. It was just huh. an amazing, beautiful plane. 
Now, is that mostly what you do is FPV or? No, I've done a little bit of everything. everything. I was slow to get on the FPV bandwagon. I was afraid. I had FPV on this plane just to line up shots. I was afraid to commit to flying that way. And one day I was out flying with the guy who gave me my first plane. I said, Clayton, I said, I'm going to learn FPV. I said, you spot for me. I'm not taking my eyes off my screen. And I did a full flight, flew around the field a few times and landed. And then I knew I could do it. And then it was easy. But for people that are trying FPV, but you're afraid to take your eyes off the monitor, I tell people, you just got to force yourself to do it. Commit. And once you've done it once, it's it's super easy to do. Yeah. So uh, I did that. got into the quads for a while. And I finally sold all those off. But I just... I just like flying, and right. the quads were too stressful and too noisy and too much adrenaline, and I'm getting old. A lot of repairs, too. I know the guys that I fly with on Tuesday mornings usually have uh, are always repairing their, their quads from one break or another. Yeah, well, I'm always repairing my planes, but, you know, <laughs> they're foam, and they're pretty easy. You don't have to resolder and buy new ESCs and this stuff like true. that. So yeah. You're not buying a, but, a big uh, carbon fiber um frame either. Yeah, I mean, I just recently sold off my race quad because I just didn't figured if I'm going to go back down that road, the technology is going to be so far along, I may as well start new. Sure. You know, so I've gotten away from that, but my recent flying friend that I met is a young kid and he's really smart and he likes technology and speed, so he's taught me iNav, which you guys have been playing with, and I've got two planes with a full iNav GPS setup in them and FPV and I've got one flying wing um, that I way overpowered with like a 2407 motor on it. And I've hit 108 on the GPS speed with that in wow. my goggles. So that's my FPV plane. And I have a Sky Surfer set up with GPS and FPV. So those are my two exploring planes. And I really want to be a pilot, but I don't have the money. So this is as close <laughs> as I'm going to get. Did, huh? So that's kind of my justification. But right now I'm on a Warbird kick, so I don't even fly FPV much anymore. So what kind of Warbirds do you have? It started with a uh, an older gentleman that flies near me that um, just showed up one day, had been starting to fly and needed some help. And we struck up a friendship. He calls me uh, over the summer. He says, Philip, you home? I go, yeah. And he said, come over. You might like it. And he's got a garage full of the most gorgeous stuff. He doesn't repair planes. He just replaces them. Right. You know, and it's just this, so many cool things. Most of the planes are beyond his ability still. <laughs> but he, I go over there, and they're sitting in the middle of the the uh, garage is a Flightline F1, FW190. And it's like, that's pretty cool. He says, you want that plane? He said, it's too squirrely for me. Yeah. He says, I, I'm afraid to crash. I'd rather somebody else crash it. Yep. And I said, well, f- I can crash it. The only problem is it's four-cell. I don't have any four-cell. <laughs> so he gave me a puff battery to start. And uh, I realized that the fuse was so massive inside, I could run two of my 1,300 four-cells from my quad uh-huh. in, peril, in, 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 yeah, in, in parallel because oh, they're four-cell. Yeah, four you know, there's plenty of room, and it was 2,600 total as opposed to the 2,200 he gave me. So I did that. They balanced out great. And he was flying it tail-heavy. That's squirrely. Yep, and I made it a little nose heavy, and I took it off, and it flew absolutely perfect. And the thing scoots along, at, they say on the website, at about 73, 75 miles an hour. And right. I had some cops stop by flying it one day, and I was on dead batteries, and I was still clocked at 68. So um, that was my first one, and got the. it took me four or five times out flying it to figure out how to land at Warburg because I'd never flown planes with landing gear. 
But once I figured it out, it's like, oh, that's so easy. And then I greased like six landings in a row. <laughs> that was the beginning of the end. Gotcha. And so I saved up my money, found out my next warbird, um, talking to some people on the uh, forums and ended up with a flight line bearcat. They said it has no bad tendencies and they are not kidding. It just flies like a dream. It's got wide stance. It just, it does nothing bad. And it's just a pleasure to fly. It's not fast. It's probably 50, 60 at top speed, but it just flies so nice. And then for Christmas, I got the uh, E-Flight T6 Texan and I was able, because we had a warm start to the winter, I was able to get it out to the flying field and, um, and do a couple of flights on it flies just as good as the rest of them neat now so, do you have a flying field that you uh that you guys have up there or well i started there was there's a nice local club in the madison area mark's madison area radio control society okay. and i would always go to their fly-ins but i never joined because it's like 20 minutes to drive there and i never fly hardly more than 30 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. So it's like I'm going to add an hour to my time to go fly three batteries right. when there's a field three blocks from my house that opens into the country with a pond for my floats if I want to on my timber. Sure. So I never joined. But once I got into Warbirds, I need a runway. Right. So this year I finally broke down and joined the club. And I've been out there a couple of times and I'm absolutely looking forward to it. Um, there's times I make excuses not to go out. And my wife says, you know, it's nice out. You should go flying today. And it's like, okay, right. no problem. So. I'm planning this summer to spend a little bit more time out as opposed to 30 minutes at a shot, go out, and it's only about 15, 20 minutes from my house. Nice little drive, and it's a pretty nice little field. Well, good, and it's got the runway, and uh, yep. how big is your runway? It's there? I don't know how the length of it is. It's one of those uh, fabric runways. Oh, right. I forget what yeah, that stuff's called. Geotech. Geotech. Yeah. Geotechs, yeah. It's probably mm, 100 foot maybe 150 foot it's enough for warbirds and Mm -hmm. at the fly-in last year there was a pilot from uh horizon there with i think it was the hsd foam jet turbine Mm -hmm. and he was able to take that thing off and land it so it's big enough for edfs right so it's it's not a real long runway but it's long enough and the only bad part is it's not very deep and there's trees at the end of the runway so you kind of have to fly off to the left because they say the trees eat the planes (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they uh, they've seen a lot of uh, guys up in Alaska had trees at the end of the runway, and they ate a lot of airplanes. Too. I swear, trees have foam magnets built in. They them. do. Yeah, I uh, I've uh, hit a couple of trees. Funny story: when I went up to Alaska one year to uh, visit Jay, uh, he had a little thing called a wild. I think it was a wild thing or something. It was a little foam twin. Uh, like a biplane mm-hmm. and we were flying in a parking lot there were like three or four light poles in the whole parking lot and i i hit one of the light poles right at, right just nosed into the light pole and he never let me live that down so no i've so. managed at the new field um at the field i've started flying at now the club field i have a rock hobby stagger wing that's my absolute favorite general aviation plane right i fell in love with it eaa a couple of years ago just the looks of it are just gorgeous And so last year, our 2017 Christmas, my wife bought me that for Christmas because E-Flight sold it, or Horizon Hobby sold it. And it was my first plane with flaps and landing gear and retracts. And like I said, I couldn't learn to land the war until I had this warbird. So all I did was break this plane. Uh. I have just bashed it beyond recognition and keep putting it back together. Well, toward the very end of the summer, I go out for one of the last fall flying sessions and I take my stagger wing out there. 
and I gunned it on takeoff, and it started pulling left with a torque, and I'm not real familiar with the field yet, right smack into the uh, windsock pole. <laughs> just clobbered it at full throttle and just, I mean, completely broke the motor mount and split the wing and right. just made a disaster out of it. But I recently just got all the parts, and I have it back together. It's very battle-worn and very weathered. You know, some of the best uh, flying airplanes are the battle-worn airplanes. I, I have a couple that have uh, my cracked turbo beaver has been glued back together multiple times. Oh, and it still I have one that has, that's more glue than foam. Yeah, and they still fly great, and they're still fun to fly. Well, this particular stagger wing, probably because I didn't, it was it was a great plane to, I'm glad I learned on it, but I probably should have learned on something else because it, it was a little quirky. <laughs> and even now... I I still have a little trouble with it because it's just the engineering on it isn't up to the current level. This plane was released sure. in like 2011 or right. 2012, and it just now went out of production. You can't buy them anymore. So sort of an old processes, and it it has a mind of its own. I've met a number of guys online that love, oh, this is my casual flyer. It's like all I do is crash it. But I can fly these warbirds like nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's always good to have an airplane that's a lot harder to fly to to get started on and then go to something that's not as hard it makes it seem very easy yep that's the plane for me yeah well we used to do that uh jump out and fly our real fast wings and then everything else seemed really slow after we flew the real fast movers so. <laughs> you're glutton for punishment <laughs> well the tough wings that we had they you know they've cartwheeled down uh many a runway and and uh we've chased them out of trees and yeah the wing else. that i was messing with with the inav was the um reptile s800 mm-hmm. um i think it's from banggood yeah and i just completely destroyed the first one and i bought the version two of it which is a little harder foam and that's the one i got to 108 miles an hour oh, with wow. the gps fpv gps and it said 108 i've actually got a video yeah uh on youtube of that flight and it's it was my goal was 100 miles an hour i, said, I want to go 100 miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yes, 108. And I hit, I passed 100 on that flight a couple of times. Wow. I had to get up high and go into a dive. But sure. I asked my friend, so what's it look like? He said, man, it's scooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it moves pretty good. We've had the wings up. Now, did you do that on a three cell or a four cell? Four back? cell. Four on cell. three cell, I've managed low 90s with yeah. it. Yeah. That's why our tough wings are, too. If you fly it on a four-cell, it's much faster than Yeah, I had actually had to buy a 3D-printed battery canopy f- cover for it because the standard cover would not hold a four-cell battery, but there people had designed a 3D-printed one. So I found the files and paid somebody to make it for me. And huh. Of course, I have crashed that one so hard. you know. And this plane was meant to carry a GoPro or an action camera in the nose of it just to get the CG right. Right. So if you don't fly a camera in there, you got to add like 80 grams of weight to the nose just to get it to balance. It has the FPV cam right next to it. The, right. You know, it's got a blunt nose on it. And I had a real inexpensive Acaso, I think it's $90 Amazon camera that I had reviewed when I was working at Pro Drilling. Mm-hmm. Actually, for $90, that is a sweet camera. It does amazing in 1080-60 footage. And the colors are decent on it, and it's a pretty well-featured camera. And I crashed it one time so hard when it got haywire on me and literally the camera was in like pieces hanging by the ribbon cables and you know pieces of the plane and stuff were a few feet away and there was a hole in the ground it's all been glued back together the camera still snaps back together and works although the screen on it is cracked sure i have beat the holy smokes out of that camera oh that's awesome 
Well, uh, what do you say we uh, head out to the field and do some flying ourselves? We can. Um, I've got itchy thumbs. Yeah, um, uh, we'll head out to the Sun Valley Fires. We've got a pretty nice runway out there, and uh, I think there'll be some guys that uh, that have some pretty nice equipment. Well, I brought out, so. my camera along, doing some vlogging oh. on my trip from my conference that I'm here in town for. So, yeah. done a little vlogging there. I'm hoping when I get home to put a video together of that plus the flying. Yeah, so, we'd love to, we'd love to see that. Um, I'll, Perfect. Get you a link to it when I'm done so you can post it up. But uh, I'm okay. hoping somebody does some fun things for the video. If not, maybe I can <laughs> yeah. do some bad things yeah, and you get it on video. Everybody and, wants to crash for the video. That's pretty funny. Well, let's head out to the field, and, uh, and we'll join the podcast uh, after our day's done. How's that? Sounds like a plan to All me. Right. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to the Park Flyer Podcast. Philip and I have been out at the field all day. Welcome all back. All day. <laughs> we got there in the morning and kind of flew a lot of stuff in my well, a lot of stuff in my inventory. Not everything, but uh, we got that would have been fun if we had everything. <laughs> yeah, could still be there. That's true. I don't know if I could have brought out everything. I ran out of battery space, but uh, it was a good time. What uh, would you like most about the day? Just being out there and have just getting to fly and see other people fly. And then, I don't know if you had a brain fart or a moment of weakness or you were just being stupid, but he let me fly the L-39 from takeoff <laughs> to landing. And it was like I was didn't think I was ready for an EDF like that. But, dadgummit, I flew that sucker pretty good and had a good time. So yeah. Now, in I'm, all fairness, you flew a smaller L-39 before. so Yeah. And that one wasn't too bad. It wasn't real fast. But I was just... I'm afraid of that price bracket. Yes. Personally for me and it's just kind of out of my price bracket financially and I sure didn't want to mess anything up but when you said <laughs> you want to fly it's like if you trust me okay <laughs> let's go. Well, uh it's it is the Motion RC um you know the free wing L39 that they have for sale. Uh I put a new paint job on it. We uh posted on our new page, I think it's a fan page um that we have on Facebook. And you can tell us more about it. But uh, there's a, p- a picture on there. And uh, I let you fly the 50-millimeter. I have a 50-millimeter EDF that we fly in the park. And uh, I let Philip fly that first so that he could kind of get used to the EDF side. And then when we got to the big one, it didn't seem that big of a deal, did it? No, it's like flying my flight flight line Bearcat or right. my FW. I mean, it was, it was literally as easy as flying my, my Warbirds, which said, hey, if you ever get crazy and have the room in your hangar, uh, I can handle one of these. There you so, go. Um, I, I figured I was able to. Um, I also enjoyed, I conned Mike into pulling the A-10 out. And, <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> sucking a few batteries on that because I just wanted to see the A-10 because it's just like the coolest plane ever. And so I got to see that fly, and there was another gentleman at the field had his uh, F-4 out there. Nope. So I got to see some of the... Uh, more recent releases from Flightline, which was really, really cool. Yeah, Motion does a really good job at that. Uh, they're all free-wing products for the EDFs. I think the Flightline or the Warbird Yeah, I, I get them mixed up because I'm a Warbird guy. Right, and I like, right. And I have they're to all flow. Yeah, But they both start with an F, and they're both from Motion. So they're, <laughs> exactly. you know they're good stuff. So They are. And, uh, we've got the uh, A-10 all dialed in. It flies very scale. It's got the whistles in it, so it sounds really good it when it comes by. It awesome. Yeah, it comes by and... Hopefully uh, the electric festival will have all that uh, done. Had a little trouble with our generator. I had to take a little time after lunch and get that all prepped out so we could 
to charge we some batteries. We beat it into submission. But we did. We finally got it cranked up and was charging batteries and pretty much flying all afternoon. So. Yeah, you just were like nonstop on that L-39. It is a great airplane to fly, and as fast as we can charge those batteries. Then it was pretty funny the one time when you were like flying right over the runway and you did some funky negative G maneuver and like a, I don't know what it was, but it was crazy in the whole cockpit. The pilot ejected. <laughs> the pilot did eject. He ejected, and the whole battery cover f- flew off, and we spotted for him, and he landed, and everything was good. But it was um, it was pretty fun when you can pull part of the airplane apart while you're flying. <laughs> well, the, the, that's the one design that I probably need to look at. Um, they have a, a little pin that goes in, and in most airplanes there's a piece of wood, and I think that the freewing guys did put that in there. But the pin that I have just doesn't connect with the wood piece. Yeah, it's, it's not a very good. It just gets under problem. the lip of the um, of the canopy, uh, the plastic part of the canopy. So I did tumble the the L thirty nine. I came through and did a negative push. It's an outside tumble, and um, about the only thing you can do with a jet, get it to tumble over its nose. And when <laughs> I did, as soon as I went over, it popped that canopy off and. The airplane kept flying, but the canopy decided to. I will say of uh, all the flights today, none of the crashes were mine. Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we did have a mishap with the uh, the tough wing, unfortunately. I have two tough wings, and the first tough wing um, I blew a servo out on, I think, whenever I, um, I plugged it in and I started moving. They were both moving, and then one stopped moving. I don't know what happened to it. So I went ahead and grabbed the other one and put it. Uh, together and rebound it to my radio because the last time Jay was down, we had it bound to his radio. I tossed it. Philip did a great job launching it, got it out, put the coals to it as I was coming down the runway, and something happened. So I don't, I, I had no radio reception. The motor just kind of fell off, and the airplane started rolling to the right. Luckily, it went over the pilot station and not through the pilot stations. Uh, wound up back on the other side of the we parking We found lot. it hanging in a bush by the ESC wires. Yes. And, it was pretty uh, cool. I got a picture of it. <laughs> you can post that one, too. I think it was video. I Just so you know, I'm I on my business trip, and for this, all that stuff, and this was I'm vlogging this whole thing. So, Very nice. Uh, when I get back and have some time, probably next week, as soon as I get back, I'm on the road again. Yeah. Um, as soon as I can sit down and edit it, I'll, I'll get that posted. And haven't decided if I'm going to break it into two pieces of just my conference time and my fly-in time because I didn't do a lot of talking at the fly-in or it's right. just – I think it's going to be one long. It's probably going to be about 15, 20 minutes total. But um, I'll make sure and just point to time code to say, okay, if you don't want to watch me talking about my conference, you can click here and it'll, you know, get through it faster right. so you can get to the fun stuff. I got a lot of really, really good footage. I brought my really nice little um, camcorder with me, and uh, I think I did a pretty darn good job on some of the videos, the ones that I looked at. Okay. Well, well, you got to fly the walrus a little bit. Yes, I flew the wings off that walrus yeah. all day. I'm, it's like I was telling Mike, it's like, man, your air is so good. <laughs> Where I fly, it's like I, had, I used to have a walrus, uh-huh. um, one of the early ones, the first one, and wasn't the night walrus you have. And where I live, I could never get any lift in the air. I mean, I just I would fly, and within like 20, 30 seconds, I'm having to power back up here. I'd fly up to 150, 200 feet, and like three, four minutes later, I'm going back on the power. And there wasn't even thermals out today. It's just the air. Yeah. There may have been thermals, but they weren't like boomers. But there was enough lift up there. I could just float around most of the time. And um, it was it was a lot of fun, very relaxing. And then uh, one of the last few flights, 
I was bringing it in. You showed me how to drop the flaps and get the nose up a little bit and just slow it down and drop it. And so I was trying to drop it right in front of me. I got pretty close, and I went to pick it up, and Mikey goes, catch it. Catch it. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> it was the well, guy. Somebody said yeah, catch it. Yeah, it was the guy like, sitting next to me. Challenge accepted. Exactly. So I tossed it back and brought it back. Very next flight, caught it right out of the air on land. Yes, you did. And I did a couple more times, and uh, a friend of mine that I know that lives here came out and hung out with us a little bit, um, and he actually filmed the last one of me catching it. I don't have that footage, but yeah. it, was, it was fun, so I enjoyed that a lot, too. Well, good. Let's see. What else you get to fly out there? You fly the little L-39. You threw the big L-39, the Walrus. Right. We tried the 3D planes, but your batteries were <coughs> Yeah, I think the batteries were dead. You flew the Mangler for just a few minutes. Uh, yep. The I flew it out, took off, and got up about 50 feet, and there was nothing left. <laughs> I think my battery had pretty much had it. Uh, and then you got my little fun Fontana S. You got to fly that for yep, just same a brief, same thing. Took it off, battery went dead. Right. It was just right. scared of me. That It knew what was coming. <laughs> and then uh, my cracked turbo beaver, we couldn't find the little uh, prop adapter for it, so we yeah. didn't get to fly that. I have that plane at home. I was yeah. That would have been a fun one to fly out right. there. So. Yeah. Those are fun when there's a little bit of a wind. You can just kind of hover them in the wind. Yep. And mine actually has um, the flaps and the, the um, spoilers. Yeah, I have so, all. Yeah. When I had that one hooked up to my Spectrum radio instead of my Gropner, so I had managed to pl- do all of that where you can do them the same way and backwards. Right. And it was really cool. So, well, we didn't get to fly the big gasser today. It was having uh, issues yesterday, so we uh, we opted not to. Try when they're and fly that, that big, that you don't push your luck. No, there's a lot of money tied up in that thing, <laughs> and it takes up the whole trailer. And we were having too much fun flying the, the L39. Yes, we were. So, and then we lucked out because uh, one of the guys, uh, Chris. He showed up uh, with his new F-16 from E-Flight. Yep, he won it at the Warbird Weekend yes, last week. he did. Well, he scored on that one. Yes, he did. And he greased pretty much every landing on that well, thing. He flew it really well. Yeah, it was a really good flyer. Everybody was out there flying for the this Warbird Weekend that they have, the Winter Warbirds that uh, Spencer and I attended. Yeah, he uh, he lucked out. He won. They had a raffle, and he won the, the, the little EDF F-16 that they had. There was a lot of guys out there. That's the new um, release from uh, E-Flight, and evidently it flies real well. People really, yeah, really like flight, it. You'd never know it was a maiden. The only no. thing he told me was he took off and he had the safe on. He couldn't get it to bank, so he flipped it off, and it just, like, flipped over oh, real quick. Right. And I, I remember in his flight when he kicked it real hard to get the control back, and he figured it out. But uh, sure. it flew like it was on a train track. I mean, it was just it carried the mail. That's it, all the mail. That's <laughs> It sure. did. Man, that thing was fast. Yeah. We, uh, I tried to keep up with him in the L-39. He got a little bit of a jump on me, but as we did the low passes, I think I was. Yeah, you came ripping through there yeah, pretty good. I was uh, right on his tail, so that was pretty that was, good. That was pretty Which nice. is not bad for a couple of 80-millimeter EDFs. Yeah. They worked out real well. Well, um, when you flew the L-39, what did you, uh, the, you know, the, my L-39 has a, a Bavarian Cortex in it. What did you think of that? Well, I don't know because I don't know what it was like without it, but it sure <laughs> flew nice. <laughs> Yeah, you told me you you the first time you took it off because that's kind of the scary part with an EDF. Right. And, uh, got it up, you slowed it down a little bit, passed the radio over, and I just flew around at cruise throttle. Not not I didn't do any ripping with it because I was right. too scared to do that. But <laughs> just flying it around, and then you reached over and popped the flaps down and told me exactly how to slow it down, and I was able to just float it across the field and pull the flaps up, circled around, and 
he said, oh, why don't you go ahead and land it? You did okay with the flaps, and I just came in. I wasn't in the center of the runway, but dadgummit, there was no bounce. I greased no, that sucker. No, he greased it right on. It was a good yeah. job. And yeah. then the next time, you let me flew it a few more times, and he says, you want to fly the L-39? It's like, if you trust me, <laughs> it's your plane, man. Yeah. I'll be more than happy to give it a whirl. And uh, he handed me the radio, and I took it off straight as narrow down the runway and did a perfect takeoff and popped the gear up and uh, circled around through about flew about three minutes and came down and had a little bit of a bounce on that landing. I can't say I greased it, but yeah, it, wasn't it was bad, sure though. a lot of fun. It was yeah. probably the highlight of my trip. Well, good. I'm glad. We uh, we did have a good time. It was um, burned through a lot of batteries. I think, we let's say I had five batteries, and we flew at least three times, right? So we had about 15 flights on that. You chewed up a lot of electrons I did. today in them <laughs> 6S 5000s. <laughs> yeah. We pumped a lot of energy through them, that's for sure. Yeah, his... Uh, <laughs> His generator was screaming. Yes, it was. He only had one charger hooked up. Yep, that's true, too. That sucker was uh, making some noise. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, um, you mentioned the Facebook thing a minute ago. Yeah, Um, you uh, you helped us set something up, so why don't you give us a I'm a little bit of a nerd, and uh, I probably spend way more time than I should on Facebook, so I know a little bit about it. And you guys have a Facebook page, page, right? which is good for you to get your information out to people. But I posted a few pictures on you know, made a few posts on your page, and really the only people that can see it easily are you guys that run the page. Right. The page is meant for a business or a group just to get news out and to get word out. But you said you were trying to find a way to get the podcast to get more followers and get more engagement, sure. more people participating. And the Facebook group is what I'm I'm big on. I'm, I belong to a number of uh, Facebook groups or fan groups Mm -hmm. from other places like flight test angle of attack um, e-flight motion rc fan page or fan group so i right there at the field whipped my phone out and i create a park flyer podcast fan page group so if you go to groups in facebook and search for park flyer podcast fan page then you can request to join their facebook group it's not a page it's a group right you have to answer a question to make sure you're not a robot and some spammer. And if you come in and spam, we'll kick your you-know-what out. Um, and it's a way, if you've been on any of the other kind of groups, and, and if you participate in the stuff like I do because I'm an RC addict, right. um, you know how these work. And it's more of a place for the people that, that are your fans, the people that follow the podcast to get together and talk shop. Maybe we talk about what you guys talked about or yeah, we share anything, you know, anything RC related that you think the host or other people that listen to the podcast would want to see. You can post pictures there. You can post videos there. And it's a way to, to build a community around the Park Flyer podcast, which I think is what you're trying to do. Yeah, we uh, And I love think that. it does it a much better way than the page because... I can't go to the page and post something and five of my friends or five other people who are listeners easily see what I did and then like it or respond to it or whatever. So uh, if you search for the Park Flyer podcast fan page in your groups, not your page, I know it says page, but go to groups and do that. Request to join. I think Mike added a few people already. Sure. Um, Once you're there, you'll see the picture we took of us with the L-39 before we flew it one time. and That's our first page. We still got it get a graphic on there and i'm going to help them with the moderation and ad administration of it so um i'll i'll be a little bit active involved in that at least until they're comfortable with it and up and running so um i've done this with a few others and i created one group of 
old guys that like to fly drones, and um, I've kind of stepped away from that. But last I checked, it was pushing 3,000 members. Wow. So um, well, we're, we're excited about that. <laughs> let's get you to 300 members. And, yeah, uh, let's get maybe to something. They, they got a hangar, hangar full, hangars full of planes, people. Maybe they can find one that's still kind of flyable and have go. a contest or something. When we get to this many members, we'll. Yeah, you know, we have, could do that. That's a great way to have a contest in, in, right. because it forces people to. You know, when when Motion did that with their fan page or their group, mm-hmm. when they hit a thousand members, they gave away something. When they hit two thousand members, they gave away something right. else. So, make it a milestone, and it drives the people in. And sure. um, I don't know how many people listen to the Park Flyer podcast, but I'm sure it's a few because I've asked around with some of my friends, and many of them also listen to it. So, yeah, I've been surprised. I, um, you know, there's people that I've run into that have said, "Hey, man, it was a funny podcast this last time," and I would never have thought they they listened, you know, but they they've kind of contacted us and said they did. So, I do know that we can look at, um, you know, who are the the service that holds our podcast. Uh, you know, they're they give us st- statistics, and I know that we've had uh, well over ten thousand downloads. So, we just want to hear from those guys and you know, kind of get a yeah, better idea. So and I think this is a good way to everybody do it. Everybody, get out there and uh, join the group. Yeah, and we let's appreciate start, that. Uh, Showing off our stuff. <laughs> Show us your uh, your your hanger. That's what we want to know. <laughs> you, so we can see you their don't hangers. See my hanger. It's, yeah, you but know. you know, I mean, it gives us something to talk about. And we can see Philip. Uh, you know, he showed me some of his airplanes. He's got a stagger or had a stagger wing, right? I've still got a stagger wing. Okay. We talked about yeah. this morning. It's yeah. uh, it's got more, pretty much more glue than red paint. And then uh, you had some other airplanes there that was kind of neat. Yep, I got a Kanai in there. Yeah. I got a Timber. I've yeah. got the plane that I learned on. Um, I've got my 108 mile an hour FPV wing <laughs> that made a big dent. Yeah, and I showed him some that. pictures of the uh, crash that yeah, blew that up was pretty and amazing. Uh, made a six inch hole in the mud. So. <laughs> so. Well, it has been a wonderful day. Uh, we've had a great day um, of flying, and uh, too bad you weren't you know around during the winter warbirds. That was kind of fun too. But, but I have to work. That's yeah. Everybody's got to to fund their hobbies. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, on occasion, I have to do that as well, so yep. I know exactly how you feel. I've, I missed, uh, you know, an event or two because of that, so been out of town. But we uh, love it when our listeners contact us, and Philip, man, it's, it's been a great to have you here in Phoenix. What did you think of the weather? It was perfect. I'm not complaining until I go home tomorrow. <laughs> You're going back to some serious snow, aren't you? Yes, we uh, had another eight inches today, and it's supposed to have a really cold snap come through tonight, Oof. so... It's probably going to be like minus 15 when I touch down tomorrow. Wow. that I don't even know so what that I, means. So I can probably say there's going to be like a 90-degree temperature change from when I leave here to when I get home at 4 Ooh. o'clock tomorrow. Well, the good news is is that uh, Philip showed up in a really cool shirt today, and uh, it's short sleeve. And you wore your yes. jacket for about 35 minutes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> then, just in the and morning. And then you just took it off, and we're, I don't think you've worn it the rest of the day. But <laughs> tell everybody what your shirt says. I ne- my shirt says, I never crash RC planes. However, sometimes I land with style. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> land with style. If it's a Christmas present. Amazon's a wonderful thing. There you go. Love Amazon. Well, the good news is a bunch of the guys that uh, are regulars out at the Sun Valley uh, Flyers, they uh, they thought it was a great shirt, too. So we, yeah, uh, we got, got, to some, comments on got to see some of those guys out there at the uh, field flying around. They had some pretty unique airplanes. 
the big turbo beaver from uh, Legacy was that out thing there. That was cool. It, it was flew neat. so nice, and it sounded good in here. Yep, Jay has one of those uh, he got for Christmas one time. It's and, called uh, the coffin, right? Uh, that's the one that he said a coffin showed up at his house. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, But we've flown it before, and uh, it's, it's actually um, a really, really fun airplane. Uh, it floats around. It flies like a, a you know, big turbo beaver it slows itself down but it'll do some of the amazing things that this guy was doing yeah he took off today across the runway right down the runway took off across the runway and went straight vertical about 100 feet (laughs) it was slowed down then you did a tail slide out of it it was pretty cool cool. actually i took off uh, against the runway too that's right you took off across the runway with the l39 almost like a carrier (laughs) better you're committed to that one well fortunately it's not our first time doing it we do it pretty regular but the uh that particular spot where we took off from the pilot um station the it's got a slope so it even when you come off the runway the the dirt slopes away from the the runway so the airplane is actually flying and you put a little bit of flaps in there and it just it just hangs right in the ground effect until you get to get going so it's pretty cool spencer does it pretty much every time he can get he's got it down to where he knows exactly he just shows off (laughs) but but anyway, Spencer's good at it, and uh, we did some low passes today and had a good time. So yes. we really, really appreciate you contacting us, and I, I love the fact that you were able to come down and the fact that you're helping us with our, our pages, our, our fan page, I guess, or the group, group. is going to be a yeah, Facebook group. I think that's going to be a, a new thing for 2019, and uh, Phillips volunteered to help us out. So, yeah, if you uh, are able to go out there on Facebook and join the group, we'll be more than happy to – Look at your comments and give us some, you know, hints or help or whatever it is you need to do. Well, listen, uh, I I hate the fact that you have to leave tomorrow because we'd uh, love to have you back out at the field. But, man, we got, I guess, our day's over, huh? It's dark and we got to go. Uh, yep, it's time for me to get back and pack and get ready for tomorrow morning. So, Well, we appreciate you joining us here on the podcast, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. Hey, I would love to be on anytime you yeah. want. Me. All right. Well, uh, well, thank you very much for flying with us, and uh, we'll uh, – We'll turn it back to our studio, uh, back to Mike and, uh, and Jay. Hey, Mike and Jay. <laughs> All right, back to you guys. Mike, that is sounds like you guys had a fantastic time, but, man, I'm pissed. How long have I known you? Wh- why? Uh, I'll hold him back, Mike. 30-plus uh, thir- <laughs> years? Dude, I come out and see you for a week, a week. And I did not get a chance to fly as much as you guys did in one day. Especially, Holy crap. Es- know, especially right? the jets. Yeah. Well, but I did honestly. I didn't have all those jets when Jay was here last. <laughs> so, <I'll>, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's true. How many batteries did you guys fly? Of like five thousand? I mean, six cells? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, we uh well, okay, so you know, I told her I <clears throat> I told you guys I brought the generator out and I was having issues with it and I finally got it fixed. So my thanks to Spencer, uh, he's listening, so appreciate it Spencer, but he kind of schooled me on how to charge the batteries at a accelerated rate. So normally it takes what 25 30 minutes or hour to charge the five cell batteries. I can literally charge four of them in about 15 20 minutes. So I've been charging those at 40 amps because my little cell pro will do it. And uh, so I can literally fly three batteries and charge three batteries. And by the time I'm done flying, I'm back on the the charger. So it's just a consistent uh, swap over. So 
now that I understand that, when you come down, we can fly all day, <laughs> literally. So it's and if Spencer's there, he's got a charger too. So now that I've got the big generator kind of rolling around with me and I got it cranked, uh, it's going to be easier for us. So yeah, we'll be able to fly as much as you want to fly next time. Okay. You're down. But yeah, no no reason no reason to be pissed. When you come down, we'll have plenty of stuff to fly. Plenty of. All stuff. right, you're forgiven. <laughs> See how easy that was, Mike. Okay, I let him go. <laughs> so, I know, right? Well, we really appreciate Philip coming in, and he had great stories. We had a good time. Uh, it was really fun, and you know, it was kind of sad to see him go. It was uh, it was good to get to know him. So, I think he's going to uh, help us out a little bit uh, with our page. We put him as a moderator on our listeners group, so he can help out there. And uh, I think we're going to have him on the podcast once or twice uh, this year too. I think so. He's volunteered to be a co-host at some point. Yeah, that's so great. We appreciate all his uh, patronage and, you know, the fact that he listens. So, yeah, it's, it was exciting. Unfortunately for him, he uh, is back up in a winter uh, wonderland. He sent me a photo <laughs> when he got home that uh. basically his front yard was covered in snow. So I sent, I was like, oh, oh man. I was running around in shorts and a T-shirt again. Okay, now I'm pissed. <laughs> but what? Why is that? <laughs> what, what happened? Well, he, he used our travel budget, didn't he? Ah, uh, he did. He used up oh, the entire travel budget. So. All right. Well, <laughs> no, he actually he asked me that. He asked me that when he came down. He goes, "Hey, uh, when I came down here, I didn't use up the rest of the travel budget." I said, "Absolutely, you used it all." <laughs> I said, "It's hard. It's hard not to, uh, you know, use it when it's zero. <laughs> Luckily, though, I think his company covered it. Oh so. well, so I just want to say say one thing before we cut out here, uh, and that is that 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 three D printed plane was freaking cool. Um, I, I yeah. So go ahead. You had it's. I was going to say the guy three D printed the whole the, the whole, whole airplane. airplane right? Yeah, it was. I think it was about three pounds. I think is what he said. Yeah. Holy and smokes. That must have taken and the, like a and week. And the wattage of the um of the motor was three fifty, so it didn't have you know it wasn't like super super whammy uh strong plane or whatever in the air, right. but uh it was it was very cool. Uh, Dave McKenzie's the guy who built it. He said he built it for 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 ten bucks in materials. I thought that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, that is awesome. And, it, and did you you got to yeah, see it fly? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it flew, flew great. Well. Um, uh, and, uh, he flew it twice. Um, he had, flew it once. And as you know, you know, just like anything that you work a long time on, he was, he got, he landed and he's sure. like, holy crap. I'm so nervous, you know, cause it, who wouldn't be right after spending all that time. Cause he said, you know, he had to rebuild some of the parts a bunch of times cause he was still learning how to do the proper right. settings for his printer. And so, um, so he put it right. down and he was like, I'm not going to fly it anymore. I'm, I'm going to do other stuff. And so he did. He's like, I'm not going to fly it today, Mike. I was like, okay, dude, what, you know, whatever you do, I think you should fly it personally, but that's because I want to see it fly again. I loved watching it, whatever. And he was like, no, I don't want to do it. And then, uh, then the wind, then the wind started calming yeah. down. Don't do it. Then the wind started calming down. And I thought if Jay was here, he'd be flying it again. Cause Jay would talk him right into it. But, um, yes, the I wind would. started calming yep. down and he talked himself into it. And so he flew it one more time. Well, there you and, go. And, uh, he, his second landing wasn't as good. He ran off the runway and it got caught in the grass. So it basically um, detached one of the glue joints uh, when he when he landed. Um, and so he, he we talked about yeah. different strategies to possibly making it stronger and uh, ways to 
to make it so that it would fit better. And, and so he's going to try some ideas. Uh, but it was very, very cool. Very cool. Huh. So, well, there was a guy at our club, too, that had three 3D printed airplanes. And those were pretty cool, too. He printed out the yeah. whole airplane. Hey, okay, Mike, did you uh, did you get a chance to talk to him about just the basic assembly? Because, you know, once again, we're dealing usually for our stuff, foam, balsa, you know, maybe some metal here and there, but not a plastic printed plane. Or So it's like super glued together? Is it hot glued? I, I have no idea how you put one of those things together. Yeah, you just use regular super glue or CA is what he used. And um, you print sections, you know, the plane presents sections because, you know, those 3D printers aren't, they don't have very big spaces to print. And so he just printed out the sections that he needed to print out. And uh, I guess he bought the plans on some online thing. I don't really know uh, the name of it and whatnot. But, um, and then he just used that and printed the, got the STL files and then used that and printed the, the, the parts. That's yeah, it. It could have been like Thingiverse or something like that. There's What's, plenty of stuff that's out there. Yeah, I think there's a Yeah, and, now, and it one of the had to be assembled I, I, in a certain that, way too because of that. Right. Well, because they can only, you know, the platens are are smaller and it builds up. So it builds from the ground up. It doesn't do it linear because it has to do the internal stuff too. So when you build a section of the wing, you're actually building the side of the wing and then you're building it tall, like a tall building. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What were yeah. you saying, Jay? Oh, I was going to say, it's cool that the plane only cost it. Ten dollars and everything, but yeah. one of the bad parts that people yeah. don't realize with the three D printers, even though they're very cool and are becoming more print, what's the word I'm looking for? Pro, 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 pro yeah. Uh, nowadays, is that pro, it takes a little while to print? <laughs> not prevalent. Yeah, it takes a little while to print these things. So, uh, how long did it take to print this plane out? I think I think I was day. talking to him, and there was another guy named Ben who printed one too. It was about sixty to 150 print hours so not actual hours actual hours was longer because you got to stop and start and whatever right but it was like 60 to 150 print hours and um and that's because if the if the extrusion is too hot it, it makes problems and if it's too cold it doesn't do it right and it won't stick together and all kinds of different problems that happens with 3d printers as people who have used 3d printers do know but people who've never used them before don't know the technical requirements that are really needed to to make that thing work yeah absolutely because i mean i i've heard of horror stories of them sticking to the table and or not sticking well enough right. and and just all horrors or they've been printing for 22 hours and then the last you know <laughs> hour everything goes awry so yeah well, the good news is uh, Spencer has one now, and he's been printing on it since December because he made uh, a bunch of really cool um, personalized chalks for your RC airplane. Right. And so I got I got one for Christmas that has my name on it. And and uh, anyway, so he he's kind of messed with it, and he's been printing quite Ooh. a bit on it. So we'll have to have him Ooh. on here so he well, can. I'm, I'm starting to think of other little it. parts for planes and things that I could use. I was wondering yes. where, where I could get those printed out. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to uh, give him a Well, you know, shot. he is on the Park Flyer podcast staff, you know, so. This is true. He's on our <laughs> payroll. <laughs> is it? Too bad he didn't get a good right? retirement plan. Yeah, I think pay, pay, pay this that? week, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yes, good. it is. Yep. Right, Checks put, in the put, mail. I'm going to put some of my money in my 401k. It's going to be good. <laughs> oh, man. That's awful. <laughs> well, that sounds like it's a really cool uh, item. We'll have to, um, you know, hear more about it. But uh, I think our hour is pretty much up. Yeah. Oh, I do have one one super quick thing. Well, you know, uh, as the RC broker for the podcast, uh, RC podcast guys, um, I happened to stumble across something with Banggood Hobbies that I thought I'd want to pass on to our, our listeners. And, you okay. know, they've been kind of changing up the way they've been doing their shipping. Um, like you have to have your phone number now so they can get in contact with you. That was one of the problems you had. You put an order in. You were wondering, why is it taking eight months to come to me? And you had to put your phone number in. Yep. Okay, so one of the other things they've added or kind of linked in there with uh, when you go to order something, it automatically kind of checks a box that says for insurance. And if you hit the little question mark, it says, oh, if you order this thing without insurance, you know, you may not, you know, we will not refund your money or you may not get your money back. Uh, it may cause a delay in getting having us, you know, send you a replacement, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They make it sound that if you don't check the box and if it gets lost, you're out of luck. Well, so people are checking in. It's not like it's a lot of money. Usually it's anywhere from, I don't know, it depends on how much you order. You know, so if it's, if it's under $100, it's like a dollar or two. You know, over that, it's a couple of bucks. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but as it turns out, since most people are using PayPal or some form of PayPal when they make their orders, well, PayPal automatically covers you for right. loss for losses. So all you have to do is file a claim against PayPal, and they'll pay you. So as I kind of researched around, um, it turns out that it's just, you know, an extra way of them making, you know, an extra buck or two times, you know, a million or two. That adds up pretty quick. (laughs) It does add up quick. So, by the way, it's uh, February... First week in February here, and I'm still waiting on my control horns. <laughs> I don't know what what it is with those. But I'll 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 look into it, Mike. Okay. Hopefully, we can get you some. Well, the good news is our uh, listeners pay our listeners group. You can now put all of your RC broker stuff in there, and it'll go Ooh, to all okay. our listeners who are signed up to do that. that. That'll be awesome. So there you go, and just post it out there, and everybody can uh, jump on there and see it. So. Well, I think uh, this weekend is the Electric Festival, so uh, we'll. Uh, I think Mike's coming in tomorrow. You yep. flying in tomorrow, Mike? All right. Well, I guess Bright the next time you hear uh, from us is uh, there. You go. <laughs> I'll be there. Uh, the next time you hear from us, we uh, we should have a couple of uh, episodes on the uh, Electric Festival. So we're looking forward to it, and uh, I think it's going to be a good year. Absolutely. At the like 15, 15 years. That's a long time. So I think they're going to do some special, special stuff. stuff out there. So. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that covers us for an hour. So, uh, man, Philip, we had a great time. I appreciate uh, all of the listeners posting on our, uh, our new uh, listeners group. I'm Michael from Arizona. I'm Jay from the hills of Texas. And this is AK Mike in Texas. All right. We'll see you in two weeks. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.